Hi, Bulldog fans, and welcome to the Drake Basketball Podcast. Uh, today, we have a very special guest on the show. He's a Drake University legend, an icon in the state of Iowa, and a member of far too many Hall of Fames to mention here. His jersey hangs in the rafters of the Knapp Center. He's number five on the court and number one in your hearts, Mr. Dolph Pulliam. Thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. I've been to about every Drake home game uh, for the entirety of my life, and my dad went to all the Drake games when he grew up. So even in the tough years in the 90s, I would grow up hearing stories of the legendary Final Four and Elite Eight teams, and so it's it's a real thrill to get to talk to you today. Oh, wow. Well, I tell you, you know, we had a storied career with our, our basketball program and our team. It's something to be proud of, those guys, and, and what we accomplished was uh, almost an unbelievable feat. No school the size of Drake University at that time had, had gotten that far, and especially playing against the most uh, powerful team in the country, UCLA, and almost beating them at their game. It's a story worth telling, and uh, people have been talking about that for years now, and, and here we are talking about it again today. Dolph, again, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, such a pleasure to uh, to have you on the show. I, uh, I've been a Drake fan for pretty much 15 years. You know, I went to school at Drake and uh, just really thrilled to have you today. Uh, just hearing you talk about that game, I mean, I guess the first question I'd have is, what, what do you remember the most about that game in particular um, that even to this day still stands out? No, the things that I remember was arriving in Louisville. Uh, we arrived there the same time UCLA did. So their plane landed at the same time ours, and the uh, press was there at the airport, and everybody was running to UCLA. <laughs> and so nobody was paying any attention to us. And so as we were walking through the airport, the media is over there with UCLA, and it, they just sort of turned their heads a little bit to see us as we walked by, but they weren't interested in interviewing us. They were more interested in UCLA. So I remember that. I remember also <laughs> sitting in our rooms. Coach John had banned us to our rooms, so we can't get out. He says, you guys are not allowed to leave those rooms until I come by to get you, and then I'll come and get you and we'll go eat. So, okay, so Willie Wise and I always room together, and so we're in the room watching TV, but our stomachs are growling, and we're hungry, and we want to eat, and we're like, where is Coach John? Is he going to ever come here to get us? So finally, finally, the knock on the door. Man, I leaped up and ran to the door, ready for Coach John, open the door. Who's standing there in the doorway? Sidney Wicks, Curtis Rowe, uh, Lucius Allen. And I'm going, whoa, what are you guys doing here? And they said, well, we came to see you and Willie Wise. And I go, oh, you did? And so I turned to Willie and I said, why? Man, they're standing out here. They, he said, well, let them come on in. So I went, in walks starters for UCLA, walking into our room. And they just sort of kibitzed with us. We just talked for about 20 minutes and da -da -da, said hello and talked about, you know, our seasons and what have you. After about 20 minutes, they walked out of the room. I, uh, I said, why? Willie Wise says, Dolph, 
He says, uh, that was awful nice of them to stop by and say hello to us. I says, Willie, they didn't come in here to say hello to us. He said, well, what do they want? They came in here to intimidate us. And he goes, oh, well, that didn't work, did it? I said, well, no, it didn't work. So shut the door. We go back watching TV again, knock on the door. Finally, Coach John, go to the door, open the door. O.J. Simpson. And I'm going, oh, my God. I says, Willie, it's Juice. He goes, O.J.'s out there. Said, Juice is here. Come on in. Let him come in. Come in. And I says, Juice, what are you doing here? He said, well, I came to see my roommate. I said, your roommate? He said, well, yeah, Willie White. I said, you and Willie White are roommates? And he says, well, yeah, we're roommates at uh, San Francisco City College, Junior College. And I go, well, I'll be darned. And so I'm sitting there as Willie Wise and OJ are talking about their junior college days at San Francisco City College, junior college. And that OJ was wanting to go leaving for USC to play football. And he wanted Willie Wise to go with him to USC to play basketball. So USC thought, well, they got Wise, so off they go, right? And Willie didn't go to USC. He ended up coming to Drake which is another story. If you want to hear that, I can tell you that as well. But yeah. anyway, OJ and Wise sat there and talked, and I listened and laughed for a while. And then finally, OJ got up and he left and he went on. And Willie and I went back watching TV, and finally Coach John came and got us, and we all went to dinner. But that's how I remember it all beginning with us in Louisville, Kentucky. Could you, uh, could you talk a little bit about uh... – the recruitment of Willie Wise? Because I heard that Coach John had a very specific route planned out in terms of what he wanted to drive him by, bringing him in through town. And uh, I heard you had a role in, in helping uh, get over his fear of snow, as it were, when it started snowing on his uh, trip. Well, yeah, the snow was uh, not planned by Coach John, I tell you, having Willie Wise out here in April. And so my job was to take Willie Wise around for the weekend and talk to him and try to convince him to come to Drake University. So I thought, okay, we can do that. So we, I took him around, met the team. We went over to, oh, we went over to the uh, field house to play a pickup game of basketball. So Coach John said, okay, you guys come over to the field house. We'll have the team over there. We're going to play pickup ball and pull you. Don't guard wise. And I went, but coach, he's no, no, don't you guard it. I don't want you on wise. So we started the pickup game. Why is this killing us? <laughs> he is killing us. And I couldn't take it anymore. And so I went over and I got unwise. And I heard Coach Johnson in the, in the stands and going, no, dog, no. So I shut Willie Wise down. And he, he just couldn't see the ball after that. And then later that afternoon, it started snowing, and we go, oh, my gosh. And so it kept snowing and snowing. And so Willie was interested in the snow, but by the same token, we decided to let him drive one of our cars. So we get into the parking lot at Drake, and Willie Wise is doing donuts in the parking lot, sliding around on the snow. He loved it. He never, he's never done that before. Then we got into a snowball fight. And so we had a great time fighting, playing snowball fights. So then the next morning, 
Coach John says, uh, as the, I met him at the hotel for breakfast, Willie Wise is still in his room, was going to join us a few minutes later. Coach John says, well, I guess we lost Wise. I said, why, Coach? He says, it's snowing. He ain't going to come here. It's snowing. And I said, well, he said he likes it, Coach. He said, oh, dog, he, we can't get Willie. Willie won't come now. He, and I said, Coach, Willie said he, had, he he's having a good time. So Wise walks in. So Coach says, uh, well, Willie, what do you think? <laughs> you want to come to Drake? He said, well, I'll tell you what, Coach, Dolph guarded me. Nobody has ever been able to shut me down. And William got on me and shut me down. I couldn't even see the ball. And if anybody can do that, Coach, I want to play with them. And he said, so I'm coming to Drake, and I'm going to play with, with Drake. And that's how we got Willie Wise. You became known for your defense at Drake, but coming out of high school, I know you were a prolific scorer. How did you become the defensive stopper for the Drake Bulldogs? Well, when I came out of high school, uh, let's say that I was uh, on the Indiana, Indiana All-Star basketball team. And so I was supposed to go to Indiana. My coach, this is what my coaches did back in those days. Your coach said, Pulliam, you got a choice. You can go to visit Purdue. You can go to Indiana and you can go visit Western Michigan. But the only school that you can go to is Indiana. That's who you're going to sign with. Oh, okay, coach. So I went to Indiana and visited Indiana. And I wasn't very happy with that visit because the coach was too busy to meet with me. And his assistant coaches took me around. So anyway, a few weeks later, I'm back down in Indianapolis to play in the Indiana All-Star basketball game. And we're playing against the Kentucky All-Stars. And so I was drafted number six on the Indiana All-Star basketball team. So the, the one through five started the game. And so the one through five play the first quarter, six through 10 play the second quarter, and then they mix it up in the second half. Well, in the first quarter, a guy by the name of Butch Beard is killing us. And he was on the uh, Kentucky All-Stars. And I'm watch, sitting on the bench watching this. And so all of a sudden, the quarter's over. The coach says, okay, the next six, you guys are up. And so I, we came up and he says, uh, I said, coach, I'm going to guard Beard. He says, Pulliam, Butch Beard is a guard. You're forward. I said, I don't care. That man is killing us and I'm going to get on him. So he says, well, if you think you can stay with Butch Beard, you just go ahead and do that. So we got out there on the floor and Butch Beard and I went at it for the entire game. And we ended up beating the Kentucky All-Stars. And so the game is over, and Butch Beard and I are standing in the middle of the floor talking to each other. And Butch says, Pulliam, he says, I am so happy that you're going to Indiana because I'm going to be going to Louisville. And Louisville is in the Missouri Valley Conference, and Indiana's in the Big Ten, and we don't play each other. And I will never see you again. And so we laughed about that. And and all of a sudden, after we laughed, we gave a big hug. And then he was leaving. Guy standing there says, uh, well, nice game, Dolph Pulliam. And I said, well, thank you. And he says, he says I was wondering if I could talk to you for a minute. And I says, well, I got to go get to the dressing room and get a shower. And I got to get back to uh, Gary. He said, well, I just prayed that I get to meet you. And then I stopped. And I said, who are you? And he says, well, my name is Morris John. And I says, well, Mr. Johns, I don't know you. Uh, what do you do? And he says, well, I'm a college basketball coach. And I said, oh, coach, I'm going to Indiana. 
And he said, well, that's what I hear. That's what I've heard. I'm not trying to recruit you. And I went, oh, well, what do you want, coach? He says, well, I've read about in the paper about you and your family and how all nine of you kids stuck together after your mom died. And they all graduated from high school. And now you're the senior in high school. And, and you have two younger brothers still left there in the house. And you're doing all the cooking and cleaning and sewing their clothes and washing. And uh, you're the captain of the football team. You're the captain of the basketball team. You're on the National Honor Society. He says, son, I've never met a kid like you before. And I just wanted to shake your hand. And I said, well, thank you. And I says, but what do you coach at? And he says, well, I coach Drake University. And I said, well, coach, I ain't never heard of Drake. And, and I said, where's Drake? He says, well, it's in Des Moines, Iowa. And I said, well, coach, you got me there, too. And he said, well, that's okay. That's all right. Let me ask you this. Uh, what are you going to major in at Indiana? And I said, hey, coach, they haven't talked with me about my education yet. He goes, they haven't talked with you. And I said, no, sir. He said, well, son, you're supposed to tell them about your education. And I said, but coach, nobody's talked to me about my education when I came to visit Indiana. And he says, Dog, what happens if you go to Indiana and after four years, all you have is a degree in basket weaving? Well, how are you going to get out there and get a job? And I said, well, that's easy, coach. I'm going to play for either the Boston Celtics in the NBA or the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL. He goes, you are? And I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, well, Dog, what happens if you don't graduate from Indiana, you don't get drafted into the pros, how are you going to get up there and earn a living? How are you going to get a job? I said, well, coach, I don't know. He said, son, he said, if you would come with me to Drake University, I will promise you that you will graduate in four years, not with a degree in basket weaving, but one you can get out there and get a job with. And if you get drafted into the pros, then God bless you. Now, what do you want to do, dog? I want to go with you, coach. He said, you want to go with me, come to Drake? I said, I want to go with you. And he says, well, then we'll make it happen. Then let's, we'll get you signed up for Drake. And so I, that's how I got to Drake University. But here's the twist. After coach signed me and he brought me in as the, you know, the score, I'm going to be the score now. And he says to me, dog, do you have anybody else on your high school basketball team that you can get to come with you to Drake University? And I said, oh, coach, Larry Wright, coach, Larry Wright. He goes, Larry Wright? Was he one of your starters? I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He was the other forward on the other side for me. Well, dog, talk to Larry Wright and see if you can get him to come with you to Drake. Larry is supposed to go to Western Michigan. So I said, hey, Larry, how would you like to come with me to Drake University and play? He goes, dog. Drake doesn't want me, they want you. And I said, well, yeah, but what if I can get you into Drake with me? He says, and I get to play with you? I said, yeah, and you get to play with me. Dog, I want to go to Drake, I want to go to Drake. And I said, well, let me call coach and I'll make it happen. So I called coach John, he brought Larry Wright out and he signed Larry up. So coach calls me, dog, I just signed Larry. Dog, is there anybody else on your team that you can get to come with you to Drake? And I said, Willie McCarter, coach, Willie McCarter. He goes, Willie McCarter? Dolph, was he one of your starters? I said, well, no, sir. Well, Dolph, was he the first guy off the bench to come in? 
I said, well, coach, no, sir, not quite. Oh, no, I can't take Willie McCarter then. I said, but coach, Willie can shoot that ball. He said, well, Dolph, he says, I'm sorry, but I only want the starters. And I said, well, coach, if you want me and Larry, you got to take Willie McCarter. He said, Dolph, I can't believe you say this to me. I said, well, coach, you're going to thank me later, but Willie can shoot the ball. We need somebody to shoot like that. And he said, well, I got you. And I said, no, you need Willie McCarter. So he said, Dolph, I don't have room for Willie McCarter. I'm sorry. I said, well, coach, then if you want me and Larry, we have to have Willie. So coach says, well, Dolph, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to bring Willie out. I'm going to put him over in Grandview Junior College. We're going to go and let him play a pickup game, okay, at Grandview. And then uh, we'll see. So he brought Willie out, took him over to Grandview, played a pickup game, let him play pickup ball out there in Grandview. And he calls me. He says, Dolph, I'll tell you what. I'm going to put Willie in the Grandview for two years. And then after two years, if he does okay, then I'll bring him in the Drake. How about that? I said, no, coach. I got to have Willie McCarter with me at Drake. He said, but Dolph, I don't have a scholarship for Willie. I says, coach, if you want me and Larry Wright, you got to have, I got to have Willie McCarter with me. And coach, you're going to thank me for this. He says, Dolph, I'm sorry. I just don't have it. I said, well, then coach, you're not going to get me and Larry. Coach took a scholarship from some kid in New York City that he had promised, and he gave it to Willie McCarter. And he says to me, Dolph, I sure hope you know what you're doing. I says, Coach, you'll thank me for this later. <laughs> of course, he's thanked me. He thanked me many times after that. So I'm coming to Drake, and now Coach says, I've got three kids from Indiana, and Dolph, we're going to the NCAA tournament. I says, Yes, sir, Coach, and just get me that ball. And he says, well, Dolph, tell you what, I think Willie McCart is going to be the, I can have him be the shooter, but I need you to do something else for me. And I said, but coach, if you want to get to the NCAA tournament, this is how we're going to get there, and you're going to put the ball into my hand. He says, no, Dolph. He says, we're not going to get to the NCAA tournament on offense. He says, I need somebody that can stop other people from scoring. And Dolph, that's you. I need you to stop the leading score for all the teams. And then we're going to get to the NCAA tournament. And I went, oh, man. I says, the pros coach will never see me if I play the defense. Dolph, they will. I said, no, coach, no, no, no. I, I don't want to do this. Dolph, go back to your dorm. Sleep on it tonight. Come back tomorrow and let's talk. Well, okay, coach. So I go back to my dorm. I am really ticked off. So I called my auntie back in Gary, Indiana, who brought us, after my mom died, brought us to Gary and, and raised us. And I called her and I said, Annie, this is what Coach John wants me to do here. So Annie, I'm leaving Drake University. I'm going to transfer to Indiana. And my aunt says, oh, no, you're not. She says, you're going to stay there at Drake University. and You're going to do what that man tells you to do. And if you come back here, I'm going to shoot you with my gun. And I went, hey. she says, I'll shoot you if you come back here. The next day, I walked in the coach office and I said, well, coach, I'm your defensive ball player. And that's how I became the defensive player for Drake University. <laughs> it's a pretty fascinating story, Dolph. I mean, it's a uh, it's crazy to think how much recruiting has changed, you know, in the last uh, 50 years, essentially. 
well, hearing you tell that story, though, I mean, I have a couple questions for you. One, do you, do you think you'd be able to to deal with recruiting the way it is now, uh, the the way there's now NIL and social media and all these other components? And then the other question is, if you see any similarities with uh, kind of the backbone of of the last five years of Drake basketball, when you look at the Murphy twins and DJ and Roman and kind of coming together kind of as a joint package and then, you know, helping turn Drake, Drake basketball around? Well, uh, two questions you asked, and I'll answer the first one about uh, recruiting. It's tough. Recruiting is, it was, it was tough then back in the day uh, because Drake University had nothing to recruit for, too. We uh, we practiced in the old Drake Field House, and I don't know if you well you were a student at Drake, so you went into the Field House and you saw what the Field House looked like. That's where we practiced, and so if you were to recruit people to bring them in and show them the Field House, you're you're not going to get very many folks. So that's what we had to look at then. The only thing that we had that I was impressed with when I came on my visit here was Vets Auditorium, and that's where we played our games at was downtown at Vets, which was a huge place, 12,000 seats. So that was that was impressive to me. That was recruiting then. And so it's, it's just a matter of who the coach was. Maury John was a unique coach. And for the most part, he was good at going to the junior colleges and getting junior college players. And so that's what his forte was. He lucked out with the three of us coming in from Northwest Indiana and uh, McCarter, Larry right now. Larry didn't stay. Larry left after two years. He, he failed. He flunked out of school. But uh, Willie and I stayed. And if Larry had not left, uh, flunked out of school, then Willie Wise would have never come here. And so you see how things work? All right. So that was recruiting back then. Tough job. But Coach John using his name and his talents was able to do it. Today, wow, these kids can, they have their likeness. You can, uh, they can make money off of their likeness and, and many are now doing that. Um, I saw where at, at uh, Alabama, uh, uh, the football coach at Alabama said that his, his uh, quarterback is making nearly six figures an endorsement, high six figures in endorsements now. So there's so, so a lot of money involved there. But besides that, is what do you have to recruit to? Well, Drake University hasn't had a, uh, until Coach DeVries arrived, had not had winning seasons. So that's a, that's, that, that was one thing that's important if a kid wants to come to a university. What, is there, do you have a winning pro- program here? The other thing is, what kind of practice facilities do you have? Kids want to see that. They want to know, how do you travel? We don't want to, I don't want to travel by bus to games. I want to fly. So we have to fly charter flights. And most schools now in Division One, their, their basketball programs, they're, chartered, they're flying charter flights anyway now. So we're right in the ballpark there. But what we didn't have is we had, we have a, a, a conference that is called Mid-Major Missouri Valley Conference. And so if you're, if you're a kid that wanted to look to get to the pros and you uh, get recruited by a mid-major, 
you have to think about your talent, you weigh your talents, and then you say, well, look, I'm going to go to a mid-major. Am I going to get seen by the pros? So a coach is going to do a selling job on you. He's going to tell you, okay, look, we can work hard. You can be a part of this program. You can help us get to the conference tournament. You can help us win the conference tournament. You can help us get to the NCAA tournament. You help us do that, then you will get seen by the pros. So that's the, the way you're recruiting now. All right, so now the second question you had was. Yeah, have you seen any similarities with uh, kind of how your Drake team came about compared to how DeBreeze was able to recruit um, with the Murphy twins and DJ and, and Roman and kind of how they all came in around the same time? It's a wonderful story because you have to have luck in doing this now. All right. Where did the luck come in to get the the Indiana connection? Well, that was uh, the assistant coach. He was already the coach there in Florida, and he had, he had the Murphy twins there. And so when uh, he talked the Murphy twins into coming to Drake, that opened the door to getting Roman Penn. So now you've got a nucleus there. All that happened, it was luck. Marty, the assistant coach, brought that in and helped us get that that started there. That's the similarity to Coach John recruiting me and me getting Willie McCarter and Larry Wright to come to Drake University with me. So that is one similar thing that I see. The other things that I see is how well these kids play together and how they get along with each other, how they share the ball. And, and, and they're unselfish, and they don't care who gets the credit out there on the floor. I like that. They also play hard on defense. Coach John taught us, or taught me, to teach the team that defense wins games for you. People, they think, well, offense is the thing that wins the ball game. No, it's the defense. you got to shut the other team down. You've got to... You got to, and I'll, I'll get to this when you get when we start talking about Drake playing against UCLA. But defense, Coach John taught us, is the thing that helps you win ball games. Your defense gets your offense going. Your defense motivates your offense. You become more excited when you're stopping people from scoring and able to score yourself. So that's how we play. I don't know the ins and outs of this the, the Drake team now, but I can only imagine the joy that they have when they outscore their opponents and uh, keep them from scoring. That is the joy that they have when you are playing a great defensive ball game. Okay, so I see these similarities with our team today, and and the joy that they have in playing together and stopping other people from scoring. And so that's that's what I see. All right, Dolph, I'm going to ask you to speculate a little bit here. I mean, you've, you've been around Drake basketball as much as anyone, you know, being the college commentator for radio for so many years. I remember listening to you on the drive home from games season after season after season. Um, and, you know, the, the late 80s, 90s, and early 2000s were a tough time uh, for Drake, and we just couldn't seem to get a winner at the helm of the team. What do you think that it is about – Coach DeVries that's enabled him to turn this thing around where so many others couldn't? That's a good question. And uh, 
And it's it's not an easy question to answer. For one, as I said, you got to have some luck. And you got to have luck in bringing in the right combination of players uh, that play well together. Get them to play well together. Because each one that come in, they came from a program where they were the number one player. And that's that's one of the tough things about bringing talented kids together and saying, well, now, look, everybody's going to have to share here. If we're going to win, we can't just have one person ex- expected to be the star of the show. Eventually, that will happen. You know, the star usually rises to the top. But that is one thing that Coach uh, DeBreeze had, had to uh, convince his players. We're going to share this ball. We're going we're gonna to play as a team. And that's how we're going to win. So I give him credit for that, for doing that. I give him credit for the finding players that have been overlooked by some schools. Garrett Sturts at one. Overlooked, but we got him at Drake. Someone like a Roman Penn that was in Pennsylvania, Siena, overlooked, and we get him at Drake. And all of a sudden, they blossom. Someone like a Willie McCarter. And let me tell you, nobody recruited Willie McCarter out of high school. Willie McCarter didn't even have a junior college that wanted him. So the luck is of getting an overlooked player like that at Drake and let him blossom. And that's what McCarter did when he got to Drake. He started to blossom. Roman Penn started to blossom. The whole team. You know, all came into their own. Then you add uh, Tucker to the to the mix, and wow, you you got a winning combination there. So that's what you need. That's what Coach DeRees has done. He has brought the excitement back to Drake University. He's brought fans back in there. He's got the student population going nuts over the program. That's important to have those wild, crazy students because I love wild and crazy students. They have joined in the program as well. That's what that's your combination for a winning program. Dolph, I have one question that popped up when you mentioned the wild and crazy students. So I was recently reading the book Coach, which was all about Maury John and the final break. And they talked about fans constantly throwing uh, loose change onto the court at players and rushing onto the court. And they talked about a ref getting punched into the face. Could you just sort of describe uh, the difference and sort of how hostile road games could get back then? Ooh. When I played, the road games were tough. Well, all the games were tough because the Missouri Valley Conference was a different conference back in those days, as you would readily know. You've got Louisville, you've got Cincinnati, you've got Memphis State, you've got St. Louis, you've got Tulsa, Drake. You know, you have some really tough teams. And so it was like playing in an NCAA tournament game every night that you played in the Missouri Valley Conference. And so when you would go on the road, it was tough because students were involved. They would be screaming, yelling. They started up. They, as soon as you get off the bus, man, the students are on you. They, they, they would meet you at the bus as we we're coming into practice. And there's they're screaming and yelling at you from there. And that's the way it was in the conference. It was a great 
basketball environment to have as long as the kids didn't get out of control. And sometimes they did get out of control because you, they were heating up coins with lighting with, with matches and throwing them out there on the floor and stuff like that. And some of our away games, and that was not bad. That was not good. We had a, a fight in Louisville. That was not good at, at either for us. So that that's the way the environment was back then. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I mean, it's a you know you bring up the valley being so different uh, back then to what it is today. Do you do you think the level of competition uh, with the valley uh, is part of the reason why you guys had such such success in the NCAA tournament and then ultimately matching up against UCLA and giving them a a really tough game? Yes. Uh, just the short answer is yes. Uh, because, as I've said, every night, it was a tough night for us to play. Um, when you look at the other conference, like the Big Ten, the Big 12, the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference, you're playing against some very, very strong competition there. And that only makes you stronger when you get to NCAA tournament play. That helps. And that's what our conference was like. It did prepare us you know, to play because we had no fear of UCLA. None whatsoever. Coach, you want to hear our Coach John's plan for UCLA was? All right. Coach, I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Coach John brings us in after we got back from the NCAA regional tournament. And, we, and we're all sitting on the floor because he's going to tell us how we're going to defeat UCLA. And we're thinking that, wow, Teams had practiced guarding uh, Lou Alcindor in those days by having their players tie tennis rackets around their arms and put their hands up in the air. That's what Jabbar's reach was like. And so they did all sorts of crazy stuff to prepare to play UCLA. Coach John says to us, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're not changing one thing. We're going to play our game. He says, we played man for man all year long. We're going to play man for man. He says, everybody guards their man. And whomever gets Alcindor, you got him alone. And the three people that had to guard Alcindor, Al Williams, our starting center, said, what the hell? And uh, Gary Oldham said, oh, my God, I can't guard him by myself. Rick Wanamaker says, well, I don't care because I'm not going to get to play anyway. And so that's what they said when Coach John said, we're not telling you a thing. He said, everybody's going to play man for man. Kareem is going to get his points. Don't make it easy for him, though. Make him earn them. But he'll get them. All right? He says, now, the other three guys out there, let them get their average. Just put a regular defense on them. They get their average. But the guy that's the leading scorer, a guy by the name of Lynn Shackleford, Dolph is going to guard Lynn Shackleford. And Dolph, you got to hold him. He's averaging 24 points a game. Dolph, you got to hold him to five. I went, what, coach? He says, Dolph, five points. If Dolph holds Shackleford to five points, we let everybody else get their average, we're going to win by 10. And we go, oh, my God, what kind of a plan is this? And that's how we envisioned playing UCLA. How did it turn out? We almost beat them at their game. Jabbar got his points. 
The other players got their average except for one guard. He got off on us by the name of uh, John Vallely. Vallely was the guard, and he was averaging four points a game, and he ended up scoring 24. I guarded their leading scorer, Lynn Shackleford, who was averaging 24 points a game. Lynn Shackleford scored six points on me. Coach John was right. Defense wins ball games, and if we miss just by one point at the buzzer by playing that kind of a basketball game. So that's what it was like playing in our conference. We had no fear. We thought that we could beat anybody because the competition that we had played during the regular season was as strong as anything that we'd seen in the Missouri Valley Conference. That's what I like about the way the conference was then. The conference is a little different today, though. Who would you say your biggest rival was in the Valley back then? All of them. Oh, my God. Um, having to play Tulsa, Bobby Smith, bad, bad, bad. Uh, Rob Washington, tough. Those two guys at Tulsa were tough. At Louisville, Butch Beard, Wesley Onsell, uh, they were tough. Bradley had Joe Allen, and they were tough there as well. Cincinnati had the R-Twins. They were tough, and Memphis State had a tough team altogether. So they were all tough, tough. To, oh, would I say Wichita State? We had never even defeated Wichita State at Wichita State um, until my senior year. So that's how tough they were to play. So it was a tough conference all around, and any night, any one of those teams could have could have won. How exciting for you was it when uh, Drake knocked off Wichita State in the tournament a couple of years back? Oh, I loved it. I, <laughs> I loved it. As a matter of fact, I was there going crazy as they were playing Wichita State. And um, that, that was, that's always been a tough team. Wichita State has so much because they have so much money and they have, they have so, so many other attributes to enhance their athletic programs. They had great practice facilities, great budgets. They traveled. Their training was superior to anyone else in the conference. That school had everything in the world. And to beat them, somebody like that, was just a joy. And so that's why I love when our team beat Wichita State a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, the, the Roundhouse is an iconic venue. Um, I've never been, but... We need to make a road trip, Eduardo, one of these years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that would be a fun, a fun place to play. You know, I, I did want to ask you, Dolph. I mean, you, we, you were talking about the UCLA game and and how it played out. I, I'm sure you get asked about Kareem all the time. Did you in that in that game? Did you think that Kareem, you know, would end up being, you know, one of the best players of all time in, in the NBA and everything he accomplished in college, obviously. Did, did you get that sense from playing against him? Uh, from the beginning, I didn't get that while I was playing against him, to be honest with you, because after the ball goes up and the action starts, and, and once I get a good hit on him and he get a good hit on me, you forget all that stuff. But the height. That is the thing that we got to hear was the hype, how they hyped him up. And from the time that he came out of high school, he had been hyped up, even while he was playing in high school. So so everyone, every sports writer in America knew that this was going to be 
uh, a premier basketball player, someone that is going to go number one in the NBA, someone is going to someone that is going to help change the game of basketball. We knew what he was all about. Okay, and so coming into that um, the, during the game. While they're out there warming up and we're out there warming up, I didn't even think about them that at all. Only time I thought about it was when it was time for the jump ball and we're all around the jump circle. Al Williams is in the middle of the jump against Kareem. Al is 6'7", Kareem was 7'1". That is when I realized the difference. And because and, Al had said he was going to out jump it and get the tip. But when I saw how big that boy was, I went, oh, my God, he is huge. <laughs> and that was the one time that he impressed me. Okay? So other than that, they jumped out on us 11 to nothing. We had not scored. They had their press on us, and so we were just discombobulated. We couldn't score. So I had said to Wise, Willie, the next time UCLA throw the ball up there, because we haven't scored yet, I said, Willie, if you get the rebound, I'm going to take off running down the floor. And Willie, just throw it to me. And I said, if I get the rebound, Willie, you take off running down the floor, and I'm going to throw it to you. So Willie and I had a little thing planned there during the game. So all of a sudden, UCLA throws the ball up there. Willie, they scored. Willie grabs the ball. He steps out of bounds, and I take off while UCLA was trying to set up the press. Well, I'm already behind them. Wise throws me the ball, and there I am. I lay the ball up in the air, and that's how we scored. And Kareem came at me. And so as I was going in for the layup, there is Kareem coming in to block the shot, and I had to make sure that I put that, got that ball up there so high that if he was going to block it, his hands were going to get caught in the rim. And so I laid the ball up there. We made our first two points. We we broke the stalemate. They were now it's eleven to two. And from then on, our confidence started to gain again. And then we came back. And at halftime, they were only ahead of us by one point. Thanks for tuning in. It was a joy uh, talking to Dolph. You know, this guy has given back so much to Drake and even, you know, coming onto our show, we, we asked him, hey, would you come on? And, you know, he's quick to say, yeah, I want to I want to talk Drake. I want to talk about uh, everything that's surrounded his life. Um, so tune in for the second part of the interview where Dolph will talk about UCLA, Kareem a little bit more. Uh, and then also, you know, his fascinating life post Drake and also growing up in the racially segregated South in Mississippi. So tune in for that. You won't want to miss uh, part two with Dolph Pulliam.